0: Oh, thank you, Megan. And let's thank Megan for last night. Quite the uh, quite the event, and the streak continues. I go winless one more year. I actually got the bingo. I got the I don't know if it was across the middle or up, straight up and down the middle or, or whatever. But but I failed to say bingo as fast as someone else who got it. So. I got out-called on bingo, so I lost again. I, I'm getting slower, right? Um, but I did find out, I, I figured out a way to win at bingo. So the streak might be over, and I think this might count. Uh, you just bid on the silent auction stuff, and you bid more than someone else. So I won twice last night. I lost bingo, but I still won. So, hey, um, who's the real winner? Student ministry, yeah, what God does with our our students and what we do as a church to help support them and put them in a position uh, to succeed and grow and invest in their relationship with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Uh, I did student ministry for more than a couple decades. We won't go into the details of how long it was, but a special place in my heart for what we do throughout the church uh, rather than just the room I'm in. And we tend to we're very good at that. We're paying attention to the room we're in, and yet there's other rooms where other things go on with other types of people at different stages, and um, how do we meet them where they're at, right? There's a great verse, I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some, All right, uh, And that's why we're here, right? Welcome Rock Bible Church. We're a Christ-centered, biblically-based, compelling, casual community, Compelling ourselves and others to Christ in casual ways that welcome all to worship. Be in a community that serves the greater community. Amen? Amen? Now, some of you might be like, that sounds really good, and I know we have it memorized, but what does it really mean? What is the essence? Uh, come to class membership class we walk through and and uh describe and define all of it uh today is class number three you can come today and then the next time we run through in a few weeks you can pick up class one and two we go through the theology of the church we go through the structure of the church we go through um the membership covenant and what the church provides for you and what a member provides for the church so it's a great way to understand um how are we doing what we do uh before the lord and uh would love to have you there. If you have questions about that, uh, pull me aside. Come talk to me, um, and, and I would love to make that easier for you, all right? So uh, again, thanks to Megan, and um, and let's get going. We're continuing in our series in the book of Samuel, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 8. You're going to want to really soak it in today because uh, we're going to take a break next week and uh, we're going to have a little guest. A few of us will be trotting down to Mexico. Uh, Mark Tyler is coming next week and is going to give us an update. He just went to another, yet another country and has videos and all this kind of stuff. He's going to give us a, a, a partial 360 serve update because there's no possible way to update the whole of that ministry in one morning. Um, so I hope that uh, those of you who will be here, you'll welcome him in warm ways and whatnot, and be excited about what God's doing all, all over the world, okay? Because he is alive and well, and uh, we're really on fire in some places, doing some great things. So we'll look forward to that um, next week. Uh, this week, we're, we're, we're transitioning a little bit. We're, we've, we've been doing the uh, first seven chapters. We've kind of been figuring out how does Samuel become Samuel, priest, Where'd he come from, Hannah the mom, and uh, Eli before him, and what what's going on, and how do we get this whole foundation for now, what's about to really become the story, probably for the next, well, at least uh, five books, five and a half books, uh, what happens when Israel starts having kings, right? Today, um, uh, if we go back, what's the, can we go back to the title page right there? Yeah, appointing a what? A king. Um, all of a sudden, king's going to come on the scene. There's There's been no king so far, right? And we're going to see how Israel kind of misses the boat again, right? The first seven chapters, we've seen um, different ways of finding different things that connect us to God. Last week, I tried to push the idea that our, our real thing we're trying to find, rather than God's path or God's priority, we're trying to find God himself, And by getting closer to his stuff and investing in his stuff, that's how we start to hear um, his heart and his mind. What's the problem with appointing a king then? We have a God. Why would we need a king? The whole focus of the first seven chapters is connect with God. Now we've, we've added another variable slash distraction slash maybe necessity. Some would say uh, historians of uh, Hebrew and stuff like that. Um, so let's see how this goes, uh, because people are, are going to um, set us some examples. No examples always good. OK, so you have to decide whether the examples are good or bad as we get going. I'll point them out as we go best I can. Here we are. First Samuel, chapter eight, verse one. When Samuel became old, this is a statement that a lot is at times past now. All right. So there's a there's a whole window here uh, that's gone on and we get no commentary. There's no chapters on it. Right. But he's moved on. They've been under his leadership as priest for quite a while now. Uh, And he made his sons judges over Israel. Now, remember the beginning of the book? There was a priest and he had sons. How'd that go? Okay, remember that theme. Very next sentence. The name of the firstborn was was, uh, son was Joel, and the name of his second, by the way, not no relation to the book of Joel, for those of you in the Old Testament. And the name of the second was Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba, yet his sons did not walk in his ways, but turned aside after gain. Oops. Gets worse. They took bribes and perverted justice. Now, how'd that go for the people? Poorly, Poorly right? How'd that go for Samuel? All right, so um, we're kind of in a rough culture. I know you have a hard time relating to that, being in a rough culture. Let's see how they respond to it. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Behold, you are old. They did not try to rhyme that, and in Hebrew it doesn't rhyme. Okay, actually it might. Um, And your sons do not walk in your ways Now, a point for us uh, to what? To judge us. Now, wait a minute. What's the problem so far here? We've, We've never had a king before. Why are we doing something new? Last time they tried to do something new, go out to battle without God's instruction or without God himself, that went poorly. So the last time you tried something new without God, got in trouble. Have we had any mention of God so far? Say no. Okay. And we're going to appoint a king for us to judge. It just got personal for Samuel. Why? He and his sons are the judges, right? And ultimately, I mean if his sons are judging and they're not doing a good job, well there's a senior judge. Who's that? Samuel. So what are what are, what are they saying? <laughs> we, we don't like you or your God. Give us a king right now, right? This isn't good, right? And watch watch this. It gets even worse. Uh, to judge us like all the nations. Ooh. Now, for uh, some of us who are way into Old Testament history and thematic things, we know that Israel was called to be separate, apart. Special from the very beginning, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing to all nations. Right? You are to be set apart. In fact, we—he uh, uses a word starts with H and ends with Oli. He said, be holy for I am holy. It means step away from sin. We have a different standard, God's standard that we espouse to. We, we chase that. The rest of the world or other countries, do they do that? No, they don't. We're going to set an example. We're going to be different. And now they're saying, no, we want to be same. And God said, oh, fitting in was never the agenda. Now, don't worry, I know none of you try to do that. Dress like each other, do your hair like each other, buy the same clothes, shop at the same places, pick up the same lingo. What's what's our thing with fitting in? What is that? I want to be accepted, because if I'm accepted, then I'll be protected by the herd, and I'll have value. I have belonging in the herd. Folks, It's a lie. (laughs) Well, Satan lost another one, right? we just saying that? Value doesn't come from the herd. Where's your value come from? Comes from God. How'd he prove it? Right? Your value is never at risk, so fitting in should never be your priority. Should be different. Special. Yeah, I know that Scott guy. he's He's a little out there. Oh, really? Why? He's, uh, he's doing the God, church, spiritual, religious thing. Talks about Jesus, quotes the Bible. I would love that if people said that, right? We have to be very careful that when we try to be more like creation than creator. Huge difference. Yeah, you're creation. You'll never get away from that. And you'll never be creator. But the standard is not lowest common denominator. Well, he did it, so I'm going to do it. No. No, he might have been high on drugs when he did it. You know, We got to be very careful. When God's our standard, he's never high on drugs. He always makes great decisions. And we're set on the right path israel said nah that's too much work we don't like his rep that's you we don't like your kids either in fact just give us a king and we'll be like everybody else and then we'll figure out what's for lunch right they just want to move on now any guesses how is this going to go yeah and it's going to go poorly in a in like a cup of coffee right uh the thing displeased samuel when they said give us a king to judge us and samuel prayed to the lord uh-oh. The Lord said to Samuel, he said to Samuel, give us the second slide. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I prayed to the Lord, said to Samuel, obey the voice of the people and all that they say to you. What? God's saying, yeah, give them what they want. Now, I love this and hate this. Okay, You're going to finish this um, saying for me. Ready? Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. Okay, technically you have to put the just in there. Okay, other it's not technically correct. Quoting. Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. Here's God saying, oh, they want a king instead of you, instead of me. I believe them. It's God saying, oh, I believe you when you say that. Hey, God, get out of my life. Okay, I believe you. And I'll listen to you. Why does he do that? Set an example for us. So that when when he talks to us, we believe him and we listen to him. Right? It's kind of backwards. It's painful. But he says, obey the voice uh, of the people and all that they say to you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, God, from being King. king over them. Who's supposed to be king? God right? Verse eight, according to all the deeds they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt, even to this day, forsaking me and serving other gods. So they are also doing to you. Says so this is a pattern. Why does that matter? You know, Scott, that doesn't really matter. It was such a long time ago, and it doesn't really involve us. Um, in fact, I don't even s- understand why we're studying this. They're human, and you're human. human, right? They get involved in a pattern? Were they involved in a pattern? Yes. Oh. Yes. Huh? Do you do patterns? Yes. Yeah? I bet if we sat and I asked just a few questions, I could find out, like, on Tuesdays, this is generally what you do. On Saturdays, this is generally what you do, unless the soccer club messes it up by scheduling a game, right? We have patterns. In the morning, when I wake up, I go through my... At night, when I go to bed, I go through... We are people of pattern. Be careful what pattern you choose. Okay, so that's just a little freebie there. Uh, Now then, obey, verse 9. Obey their voice. Only you shall solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. Oh, you want a king, huh? Well, you had one and you had it good. Let me, let me give you a preview, right? You guys, you guys like movie, movies? You know the one thing I hate about movies? I know this is weird. For some of you, you live for this. You could sit and you could do this all day. Watching previews. Watching trailers. Like If a movie comes out and I know I want to see it, don't show me anything. Turn it off. In fact, when the new Star Wars type movies come out, when the new Matrix type, when all the different types of, in the next Born movie, when it comes out, if I'm in a theater and a trailer comes on, almost guaranteed. This is what you'll see. La, 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 la. Just... I don't want to know anything. I want to walk into the movie fresh. Right? This is a trailer. And I don't like this trailer either to tell us about what, uh, what's going to happen here pretty quick. right? Um, Samuel's warning against the kings. Uh, by the way, that is not part of Scripture. That's just the title heading that somebody in the English Standard Version translation thing dropped in there. Uh, normally, we don't put those in there, but today... We want to make sure you knew there's a warning coming. All right. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking for a king from him. He said, "These will be the ways of the king who will reign over you. Here's here's your list of things you're going to get. He'll take your sons and appoint them to his chariots and his horsemen, and to run before his chariots. What did we just build? An army. An army. Not not just a small army. We're going to have." chariots we're gonna have horsemen and we have guys that run in front of him we're gonna have a bunch of different types of army guys and so are we talking about a few or a lot a lot good tons of works too uh, he will appoint for himself commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties are we getting a sense of how many if you have a commander of thousands what does the commander have to have Power. a thousand guys right now, if you're going to have commanders, in all of my language studies, I found out when you put an S on the end of it, Brian Regan tells us that's how you get a plural, right? Famous comedian. Um, so, we're, are we going to have at least 2,000 guys and two commanders of thousands? Now, what are the odds that they're going to stop at just 2,000? Anybody? How many men are going to be taken out and conscripted into this army thing, right? Right? Um, which is ironic, because uh, earlier in the book, at the very beginning, how'd they get in trouble in the first place? Trying to go to war? Oh, you want to be warring people? Oh, well, let me give you a taste of what that's like. Oh, you want to go to war? I believe you, right? Commanders of fifties, right? So we're gonna split, we're gonna be organized. Why would you need to be organized? Only because you're going to war. Some to plow his ground, some to reap his harvest, and to make his implements of war, and the equipment for his chariots, wait, we don't even know we got a maintenance department, (laughs) he will take your daughters, wait, you're taking our women too, to be perfumers and cooks and bakers, now this, I think this is sad, I mean, we need cooks and we need bakers, but you do, we really need somebody to walk around and spray perfume on you, are you that lazy as a king that you can't just, get the, if you want, put it on yourself, no, I have a person for that. In fact, took her from one of the lower regions of the country, and now she serves in the palace. Anytime I want to smell better, right? Um, Is this meant to be a little over the top? Say yes, yeah. He'll take the best of your fields and your vineyards, your olive orchards. He'll give them to his servants. Oh, we got a whole bunch of servants now, too. He'll take a tenth of your grain and of your vineyards and give it to his officers. And to his servants, he'll take your male servants and female servants and the best of your young men and your donkeys. Not the ones you want to give him. No, he'll take the best of them and put them to his work. He'll take a tenth of your flocks and you shall be his slaves. Bam. There it is. What's that word? Weren't they that before? When they came up out of Egypt. You know that pattern they were in? That negative pattern? You were in slavery and I I, I finally got you out of it. And now guess what? You're headed right back to it. So you're going to go back to slavery and in that day you will cry out. Understatement? Yes. Because of your king whom you have chosen for yourselves but the Lord will not answer you in that day oh welcome to bummer sunday um folks we got to change uh, a, a basic fundamental belief of christianity does the lord answer prayer no we have to change that answer well he always answers just sometimes it's answers no okay I'll take that one. But there's, there's, there's an irrational belief within Christendom that God loves us and He's good and so He will always answer our prayers. That's not true. When you run off, fly in His face, spit at Him, throw trash at His feet, whatever, pick your analogy, and then For some reason, my relationship with the Lord's not working out. You know what he's going to say to you? Duh. You don't follow my commandments. You don't listen to me. You know, I, I sent one of my Christian followers to come talk to you and give you some suggestions. You ignored her or ignored him. I opened doors for you and you closed them and picked another way. God says no sometimes, or he does an answer, he just makes you wait. Now, how many people like that? None of you. Wow. All right, we're going to change something else, change number two today. Y'all love it. What? I like that sometimes God doesn't answer or says no or makes me wait. Yeah, you absolutely love it. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Prove it. Because that's how you get to truth. That's how you get to reality. It may take some time. It may be painful, uncomfortable, frustrating. It will absolutely be different than you had planned it. And yet, when you get through it all the way to the other side, you'll be like, gee, that, yeah, I guess so. You may not like it now. but we like that he says no. I just asked you a little while ago, finish the phrase, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. Then of course you wanna be over here and have him say no over there because there's certain things that you ask for, relationships, jobs, projection for your kids, Expectations of your pastor and that you want him to go a different way, and then and no, we don't actually want that. It's dangerous, right? And I will not answer you in that day. Um, which begs the question: What do you feel like God has ignored in answering you? What's still out floating on the, on the table? What's what's out there dangling in the wind, like? Wait, why am I in limbo on this? Ooh, God might be using one of his best tools. Starts with T, rhymes with rhyme. Time, it's one of his greatest tools. It says, oh, you, you just need a timeout." <laughs> Just go to your room for a little while i remember as a kid like go to my room what am i gonna do in my room oh i don't know that's for you to decide but right now you're just gonna go to your room what i don't understand yeah that's the point point. and this is the one that really got me you're gonna go to a room and think about what you did right how many of you have used that line <laughs> liars All your hands down, whatever. Uh, Verse 19, uh, but the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. Yep, continuing the pattern. And they said, no, but there shall be a king over us. Now, that's a true statement. You know, the Bible is um, ironic. That's the fancy way of saying the Bible is really funny. Painful a little bit. What's that O word there? Four letter O word? Over? Over Over the king. Over us. Yeah, he'll be over you. He'll be absolutely over you. You will be beneath him. You will be a pawn and a tool. And actually, the real word for it was slave. You want control. You want protection. You want all these things. Guess what? You're going to lose all of them to the king. Cause we're going to use some time for you to learn your lesson we're going to put you in your room let you think about it. Um, that we also may be like all the nations we want to be like them that our king may judge us and go out f- before us and fight our battles Ooh, we're back to wanting to fight again wait you mean we're going to have an army that's awesome yeah yeah give me that king because I want him to fight my battles for me. What, what um, psych- psychologically is the problem with an individual when they have someone else do something for them? Right? I, I, I heard this, and I love this, and it's kind of like a core value in my parenting. Never do for your kids what your kids can do themselves. for themselves. I love that. Hey, could, Dad, could you give me a fork? No. No no i can't hey will you do my laundry for me no now once in a while i'm up i'm by the forks oh yeah i'll get you a fork i'm by the way oh yeah i'll bring you some water yeah i'm getting some food i'll get you some food too whatever right but bigger picture heavier things higher priorities if you're a king, you want your king so that a king can fight your battles for you and he wants your king to go out before you, you're signing up for lazy. You're signing up for incompetence. You're lacking ownership. Man, you got a weird um, little thing going on here. It's like I want a king to do all my country, national stuff. I want a priest to do all my spiritual stuff. I want a judge to do all my decision-making and law stuff. Where's your place? If you have people to do all these things, yeah, I got a perfumer. What do you do? Sit on your duff? You do nothing. You delegate everything. What, What value do you bring? I suck resources from the whole of everything around me. That's kind of the direction that Israel is going, right? Uh, Verse 21, And when Samuel had heard all the words of the people, he repeated them in the ears of the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Obey their voice and make them a king. So there's a, there's, it's not quite a It's another ironic, right? They're going to make a king. The previous king. Was he made? Could he be made? He just was. He just existed, right? God is in, was before all things, in all things, right? So there's a little bit of pointing, like poking a finger at this new king. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Make yourself a king. You used to have a king that couldn't even be made. He was so great. And you tossed him aside for a cheap replacement. Samuel then said to the men of Israel, Go. Every man to his city. Meetings adjourned. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen? What possibly could we get from this? Right? How do you appoint a king? Like, what's the quick, easy Sunday school answer? If you're going to appoint a king and you're a Christian and you're going to appoint a king, what should you do? I mean, this is who do you appoint? We're at church. Ask the question. Heitzman's not here doug god appoint god king that's where we're supposed to be going with this now we like to appoint other things as parties and whatever right some people "Eh, it's sunday morning i got other stuff to do we'll let the rest of the more zealous people go to church yeah you've appointed something else right Now, I don't mean that about you people watching online. You had to watch online for whatever reason. Praise the Lord. But some people don't even watch online when they miss. Hear me clearly. This has nothing to do with Rock Bible Church. Whether you attend here or watch here, not interested in that. What, Scott? Yeah, I've been called to a role to be pastor here. If you're here and you and we're awesome. We'll have a covenant together, we'll do live together, we'll, we'll play bingo, and you'll win more times. We'll, we'll have a great old time. But if you need to go somewhere else, do something else, when you go somewhere else, attend somewhere else or watch somewhere else, who will you appoint as king? Make it a priority? Do you give of your tithes and offerings? Anywhere? Where do you serve? How do you talk to people? Like the busboy. Right? How do you treat people? Why? Because even in our little interactions relationally with random person, there should be an appointed king that's overseeing what that interaction. How's it goes? And if it's God, it'll go well. It's meant to, right? Here's what we do when um, we need to remember in appointing a king is that choices come with consequences is a great word write that in there if you want i usually do like lower level shelf low shelf comes with costs Right now if you can't spell consequences there's consequences for that just write costs right um these these people they they said, hey, we want a king. We want to be like them. You know, there's, there's cost to those decisions. If you're like everyone else, we want to be like all the other nations. If you're like them, what differentiates you? Nothing. So I think we're at a very interesting time in our culture where we got this whole equality and equity thing going on. We've gotta make sure that we're careful that we don't bleed into trying to be same. Because one of the beauties of race are the things that differentiate them, their culture. Maybe one of the most important pieces is food. <laughs> we don't want all the cultures and races to be the same because then the food's all the same, and we'll lose out on everything. Right? Imagine if, if it was ours that dominates. All we get is cheeseburgers and steaks. That's it? I mean, I'll be dying for an enchilada. We have to be careful when we choose things because um, there's this thing I learned in economics in college, and I thought, well, I, well I, do I need anything from this class? Opportunity costs. Right? Did you know that if you marry someone, you're pretty much off the market for everybody else. Did you know that there's an opportunity cost there? If you go to this school, that means you're not going to that school. If you order the enchiladas, you're not getting the burger, right? Unless you're like one of the members of my family who will remain nameless to protect the identity of the guilty who just orders both. and doesn't finish either. Wow, somebody was laughing louder kind of around there somewhere, right? Um, What's the spiritual ramification of this? When you choose God, there's a cost to it. He wants you to do fellowship. He wants you to serve. He wants you to spend time with Him. He wants you to share His heart with Him. You see, Samuel, there's a couple phrases in this passage that I'm sure just flew by us and we failed to recognize but there were a couple times where it says and Samuel prayed to the Lord might be the best phrases in the whole passage because it was a rough passage wasn't it I said no he prayed to the Lord he went off and sent time with the Lord then he goes back he has to play middleman mediator between perfection and idiots that's a rough job When you choose God, there'll be costs. and you have to decide, well, what's the long-term benefit? Am I willing to take some no answers over here or some silence over here so that when I end up over here, I'm in a little bit better condition than I was and better than I would have been? It might take time, it might take the end of a relationship it's toxic. It might take the investment in a relationship that's healthy, like going to a study. Scott, is this where you do a commercial for small groups and women's groups and men's group? Yeah, and that's what we just did. All right, so figure out what your costs are, because when you choose away from God, I mean, I know he said we shouldn't eat that fruit, but I think I'm. Just, it looks good. I'm going to taste it. What happened after that? yeah. yeah. When Cain decides to give a average offering instead of a good offering, were there cost to that? Absolutely. Were there costs to the people that were ignoring God and doing uh, anything in their own eyes that they wanted to do? And so Noah comes around. Were there some cost to that whole generation? He says, yeah. God says, yeah, I'm not going to answer you anymore. In fact, worse than that, um, we're going to wash, <laughs> rinse, and repeat. <laughs> we got to be careful what we choose, what you put in your body, what you let go into your eyeballs, what you listen to, and maybe most dangerous, what you let come out of mouth. There's a cost to the things that you say, right? Freedom of speech does not exist. There's no such thing. We'll talk about that another time. Uh, Second, uh, choosing your authority... Can replace God now with zero punctuation in those six words there's a couple ways we can take this really why'd you do that Scott because I wanted to hit several things choosing your authority personal possessive your own authority I'm the authority does that replace God yeah choosing your authority as in well I'm just going to let Fred be my leader and he's going to make all my decisions you know Fred said who's taking God's place Fred, Fred? you know my political party is a, very violently against this uh, blah, 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 fill in the blank and make me barf have you replaced God yeah. Well, wait, when do I listen to Fred or my political party or my spouse or my own authority? That's a great question. When you fail to replace God, when God's still in his place, then you find the things that coincide, that correlate with Fred made a decision. Isn't that biblical? Is it godly? Would Jesus do? Wait, Jesus did do that? He served the poor. Okay, I'm going to do that. We have to be careful of the things that we make an authority in our life. And I I like the way it I like the way. I like to say it this way. (laughs) What are the voices you listen to? Guaranteed there's too many. Now we know there's too many voices. That's not what I meant. What I meant is you're listening to too many voices. You have too many authorities in your life. And when you have an authority in your life other than God, you've just replaced him. Right? Can. Why's the can there? It can replace God. Could have could have said does replace God, right? I was, I was debating between can and might. Can or might. Can shorter, it's easier to get on the slide and the notes. I'll use can instead of might. Might's a great word. You might write it underneath can. Instead of does or will, what's the differentiate? What's the nuance that I'm going on? What's the theme I'm getting at here? It can, it might. You mean there's hope? So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah? You can choose him as an authority. What else can you choose that would be appropriate as an authority? I mean, you got any ideas of something that you might use as an authority? I don't know. Something uh, that might give you direction or truth or... I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe we'll come up with it at some point. Um, His word and authority? Really? Really? Are you sure? Because most of the world doesn't live that way. You cannot serve God and Mammon. If you look on a woman this way, when you do this, it will be at peace with all. There's so many different things that the Bible says. There are truths that should be an authority, and we say it's inconvenient. I'll just do it. I won't tell Scott. And we'll make up for it some other time. I'll go to church twice that day. (laughs) What? No. I'll just watch online. As my penance, I'll go back and I'll view five podcasts or something. No, it's not that way. I'll pray for forgiveness later. Ooh, God knows your heart. I have to be really careful because the majority of things that we do systematically and fundamentally puts a little sliver, a little wedge between us and God until we push, push Him way away. And then you do anything. Anywhere, no matter what. That's trouble. It's trouble. Is verse 18 worse than verse 20? Well, geez, God, I don't know. What's verse 18? Well, let's look at it. Verse 20 says this. That we may also be like all the nations and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. That's pretty bad, huh? Right? Now we're going to give the king authority. But What's 18 say? And in that day you will cry out because of your king whom you have chosen for yourselves and the Lord will not answer you in that day. Ooh. If you pick another authority... God will believe you. That's rough. Um, how do you st- solve that? How do you, how do you cut off that spiral cycle going down? Go simple on me. <laughs> Return, repent, start praying to him, say you're sorry, uh, tell someone, hey, go back to him. Uh, for some of you, that looks like going back to a study. Um, for some of you, it, it means continuing to make an effort at fill in the blank. Whatever it is. But we, we never want to get to a place where God's waiting to answer us. I think that's really the way I like to say it. God, does God answer? No. Well, he does. He just waits a really long time sometimes. And then gives you an answer you don't like. Right, so maybe we say it that way. All right. Third, last um, and I really like this one All right, rejecting God will make you miserable. miserable is that a good answer yes eventually it will let's come up with some others so the top 10 answers on the board 100 people surveyed right? give me another answer huh sad does sad work yeah okay lost great word Broken, great word. <laughs> we'll make you king. That's true, right? What about confused? About scared? Afraid. What's that? Show? Scared, naked, and afraid? You could end up naked too. Eventually, if it goes really bad. How many of us have met? How many of you have listened to one of my sermons before? Where do you this next word, this blank, where do you think it comes from? It comes from the Bible. And in that day you will cry out to the Lord and will not answer you. right? It will make you cry. It's going to make you cry. Well gosh, Scott, that's so simple to So basic, yeah, so simple and basic, you might remember it because it's pretty hard to get that wrong. You know what that is? Simple and basic also means clear. Rejecting God will make you cry. Is Israel crying yet? No, it's not yet. Because the verse says, in that day, you will, future tense, cry out. And he will not answer future ten. What's coming? Sounds like bummer Sundays are coming, Scott, Mm -hmm. in some ways. But we learn from our mistakes and we learn from his word because it's an authority. Amen? Amen. And we learn so that we avoid these mistakes. You know, the the great news in this chapter is you can view it as a bummer or you can view it as glorious because there's a guy in there who did really pretty great. His name was Sam. Is he talking to God? Is he connected to God? Is he following God? Is it going well for him? Yes. Is it going well for his people? No. But he gets to be kind of important. He's got a role and God's talking to him. He's learning. He's growing. That could be you. Amen? If you haven't decided that yet, if if you're here and you've yet to make that decision, that's part of the reason we're here. That's part of the reason I'm here. Okay? I mean, half of me doing what I do is so I know God better. The other half is staying out of trouble with Julie. I mean, uh, no. (laughs) no. The other half is how do I make sure other people know it? If you need to know, if you need to make this decision, if you're ready to appoint God as king step off the throne make that decision and I would say make it more than just here when we bow our heads and close our eyes and you raise your hand or you we do an altar call we haven't done one of those in a really long where you come down and everybody claps and cheers for you forget that I want to know how you're doing on Thursday afternoon Is he still king? Have you invested in the relationship and how in those four days? It's a great question. Now, if you want to talk to me and find out how I do it, we'd love to talk to you. That's a private conversation. Amen? All right, let's pray. Lord, thanks for... for all of it, Lord. Giving us a chance for making it possible and may we see that we can, can and it's best for us to be thankful for you as an authority and kings are kind of a lost concept for us And so maybe it's better that we just say, Lord, thanks for being in charge. And maybe we continue to put you in charge. And pray, Lord, for those that need to make that decision, maybe for the first time. And if that's you, maybe your prayer tonight is, or today is, all right, God, you're in charge from now on. And thank you for proving it on the cross with your son. We thank you, Lord, for the offering that we're about to receive. We pray that you would bless it and help us to be the church that you've called us to be. Thank you for the ministries that you have going on. and May we we continue to be faithful to you. And then, Lord, for those who, uh, who need not give, may they feel comfortable in that and recognize this is something we do as a family. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. May you appoint him to reign daily. Amen. Amen. Go with him.